We're officially three days away from the new year. But you know what? Each and every day that we are awakened is an opportunity to start anew. So I don't want you to wait until 2023. Take advantage of every second of every moment. This week, I thought it would be great to share with you all of the holiday messages in a snippet wrap-up form because each piece of advice is pivotal. Grief fills the room up of my absent child, lies in his bed, walks up and down with me, puts on his pretty looks, repeats his words, remembers me of all his gracious parts, stuffs out his vacant garments with his form. Then have I a reason to be fond of grief? Fare you well had you such a loss as I. I could give better comfort than you do. I will not keep this form upon my head when there is such disorder in my wit. Oh Lord, my boy, my Arthur, my fair son, my life, my joy, my food, my all the world. Like me, this monologue may be resonating with many of you. And you may feel the very essence of the words written by William Shakespeare, spoken by Constance after the loss of her child. Yeah, no one can relate. Why should I keep up my appearance? Everywhere I turn, there's sadness that's filling up the void of where my child used to be. The truth of the matter is, what this monologue presents to us is an overwhelming grief. And so I'm coming to you today to ask you not to fill the void with grief. Do not befriend it. From the story of David, I would like to discuss people's expectations. Because I think that that is one of the biggest pieces to the pie of the overwhelming feelings that we have during the holidays while experiencing grief. So in David's story, it starts out by the elders and the uh, assistants by them pleading with him, pleading with him to get off the ground, pleading with him to come and eat. And he doesn't do so. Here's something we can take from David. No, it's okay. If you would like to say no to attending a certain party, a certain dinner, to going shopping, to decorating in a certain way, it is okay. You know what you can handle in this moment at this stage of grief. The second thing that happens in the story with David is that the elders and um, assistants, that they were afraid. They were fearful to approach him. We, as the bereaved parent, have to understand that some people are just scared of us. 
Um, honestly, they don't know what to say, how to say it. Should I talk about their child? Should I not? So it may seem like people are tiptoeing around you. You lead the narrative. The last thing that the people in David's story do is they question his behavior. How can he go from this to this? Grief has no straight line. And sometimes we may be up and the next time you look around, we might be in a corner crying. And that is expected. You do not have to explain that to anyone. You lost your child. Here's what you need to take from today's message from David's story. It is okay to be experiencing grief, but it is not okay to deal with it in unhealthy ways. You have to create healthy plans for yourself during your times of grief. And more importantly, this is going to matter so much more while we're going through the holidays. So please, people, get up, refresh yourself, lotion yourself, clothe yourself, nourish yourself, spend some reflection time and spiritual time with yourself so that you can be present in your holiday season. So I truly encourage you to be in your now, to show up, and to be fully engaged, breathing and feeling and acting and operating. That is the gift. To be present is your gift for the holiday. So maybe we should stop focusing on the things that we have to do. I have to go wrap some gifts. I have to go shopping. I have to do some baking. I have to plan this event or show up for this event or whatever. And spend a little time on how am I going to be present? How am I going to offer the world and those around me the gift of me? Some of you are not at the point where you can be grateful. You are not at the point where you can set up self-care and soul care routines. You just need help. My first piece of advice to you is to seek it, to ask for it. Before my daughter died, I considered myself like a superwoman, and I thought I could continue to be just that. But losing her was my kryptonite, and I had to understand how to ask others for help, how to be dependent on others, how to delegate. I just had to do it. I consider myself a very strong woman, but that was something that I had to learn quickly. So here's point two. Most oftentimes we think we're going to receive the best help from our family, from our friends, from those we know. But oftentimes it's the person that you talk to the least, the person you maybe not even talk to at all. You may be just in passing with someone. Receive those helpful notes to help you get through this holiday season. The third point I want to make to you is I want to turn it around and ask you to be the Good Samaritan. I'm telling you right now, when you help others, you're helping yourself.
This holiday season, ask for the help that you need. Accept the help that comes at unexpected times from unexpected people. And be the help for others. Shine your light. Even though you're in your most, most darkest times, you still shine. And I'm praying for you on this day that you would choose to look for the grace, the mercy, to fill your heart with gratefulness and thankfulness for where you are in the moment. Don't hold yourself to some standard that you were. Just be. But I don't want you to befriend your grief, as I mentioned to you last week. I want you to know where to draw the line. I want you to get up out of bed, get dressed, go join your family and friends, and enjoy this day as your child would want you to. You matter, and you're here in this moment, on this day, for a reason. I'd like to say to you, Happy New Year in advance, wishing you a lighter and brighter New Year, but more importantly, wishing you the strength to continue forward each and every day. Thank you for watching the Bereaved Parents Club podcast and YouTube. See you in 2023.